Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Seasons, greetings, grapple fans, and welcome to this, your end-of-year spectacular edition of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the AI Podcast channel. Uh, this is your your retrospective, I suppose. We're going to be looking at the best and the worst of everything under the WWE umbrella from 2018, and this is episode 113 for those who are keeping count. I am your host, Andy Wales, as ever, joined by my audio tag team partner, the one and only, the, oh, did I say the MVP of free? That's it. Mr. Guy Drinkle, how are we doing, Guy? I'm good, Andy. Did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> I did, my friend. What about yourself? Oh, yes. Full of, full of, full of dinner. That's pretty much what it was. It was just lovely. <laughs> and did Santa bring you anything nice? Oh, just a few things, Andy. Nice, nice of the big beardy man. I didn't get coal this year, Andy. Did you get any, any coal? No, no, didn't get no cold, no cold. But I did get some lovely football gloves, and I got some bottles of booze. So what more can I ask for? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, one th- one thing he didn't bring me though was was a much improved version of Raw and SmackDown. He hasn't brought that yet. But uh, let's let's see what the new year brings. So, guy. Our best and worst of 2018. I've kind of been looking forward to this, and we have put some polls out there, um, invited people to send in their suggestions. Uh, so it's it's always a bit of fun. We do like looking back and uh, celebrating the good stuff and uh, having a good old moan and chuckle at some of the terrible stuff. Um, I think fair to say there's lots of terrible stuff for us to talk about. Yeah, just about. I mean, doing the prep for this podcast was almost painful. Um, I <laughs> I didn't go watch any of it, fortunately, but I was just looking through some of the cards on Wikipedia, and oh my god, this, pretty much the first three quarters of this year just look unbearable. And I'm not sure how I watched it. Uh, this is a thing. The, the 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 cards, you know, the rosters are stacked with. Some unbelievable talent, and somehow we still get crap TV week in, week out. But anyway, look, let's start on a positive note. Let's start with some of the best of, and let's go to the main roster to uh, to kick things off. Now, we'll go to tag teams first, 
and we put it out there. And this was a dead heat between the Bar and the Usos for best tag team of 2018 on the uh, on the main roster. We should uh, should add. Um, who got your vote, guy? Who 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 stood out for you in terms of tag team division? Um. Oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I think I give it the new day, but I mean it's such a. Oh, I mean, I think all we've done is pretty much complain about the staleness of it this year, haven't we, Andy? But I think I give it the new day just for the fact they were in quite a lot of the high-profile matches, and they do perform mm. in those matches. But it's not—I don't think it's—it's it's not really matched the the tag team division from the last couple of years. I think. No, I think it's been. Was there was a good spell earlier in the year, but it, it's quickly died off, and it has got very, very stale. And I found this one difficult. I think instinctively I should vote for the bar because I think earlier in the year before they uh, changed rosters, they were so strong uh, and, and Usos, I suppose similarly, you know, had, had so many good matches, but I just feel like I've been watching the bar versus the Usos versus a new day for the last six months. And, and I just can't take any more of it. So, yes. Yeah, and the, and the raw side of it ever since they had that shake up, whenever that was, um, it's just, it's been pretty poor. But I, I've got to say, actually, they I know they only had a very, very limited run. But if anyone stood out to me this year, and certainly in the latter part of the year, has been this was a fun tag team to watch. At least this was making it interesting. I, I'd maybe have to go with um, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Mm. I thought them two together when they were a team, they, they had a good little run as the champions. And, and it was interesting even if it was only short-lived. Yeah, I mean, that's a good shout, though, Andy. It's obviously hard to give them this prestigious award because they only tagged for about a couple of months, but, I mean, that was probably the high point, especially on Raw, because, obviously, they had the feud with The Shield, um, which could have been better, I think it's fair to say, but them two together, when they destroyed um, the B-team, was beautiful. <laughs> um, yes. And... Um, I think they had they had a good couple matches with the revival if I remember correctly, um, but yeah, if they if they were a long longer term thing, I think they'll probably walk away, uh, run away with this uh, with this award. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the B team. Oh, we'll we'll get to them later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Certainly, I will get to them. And it, what about um, let what? Let's have a little uh, jaunt across into to matches then. W- was there any particular main roster match this year that kind of stood out for you? Uh, God. <laughs> Is that no? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, if we're going to say match of the year, I mean, I'd probably say the recent TLC women's match. It's probably yeah. fair as it. This might be a bit more recency bias, but it, it, it was obviously it's a historical moment and all that. Um, but I think it was really good, and I think it it, it did the historical moment justice. And um, I think quite a lot of these awards will go to the women, especially in the main roster. Um, I think it'd be quite the opposite in NXT. But I, if it, it for me, it'd probably be between. Um, Evolution main event with Becky, the real main event, I should say, <laughs> Becky and Charlotte, and um, and and the one I mentioned. Yeah, that that's uh, I've I've got to be along the same lines. Is is that triple threat with uh, Charlotte, Asuka, and and Becky Lynch at TLC? Um, 
again, it maybe it's that whole recent, you know, it's it's so recent, it's fresh in the memory. And I know there have been some good matches dotted throughout the year. Um, certainly Seth Rollins has had some fantastic mm-hmm. matches here and there, but in terms of something kind of standing out, yeah, like you said, you know, the historical point of it, and and it was just such a bloody good match. It really, really was. It was it was so so good, and it's it had so many different facets to it. It was it was enjoyable, and and I think <laughs> as you mentioned, you, you know, we go back to that evolution event. There was three, four matches that that were pretty special on there as well. So I guess we should get on to that then. In terms of um, events, would it would it be Evolution for you? Because that's I've got to say that is going to be my pick for main roster pay per view event of the year. I've got to go with Evolution. There was other than that, maybe that the Super Showdown in Melbourne, which was was a lot of fun and, and was really good. Mm. The Evolution one in terms of consistent high level match quality that that was the one that actually stood out for me yeah i mean i'd I'd agree with that i'd agree with everything you said there the super showdown was fun especially with us getting alex on and he he was very giddy about buddy murphy um evolution i think i'd give it evolution but again this might be recency but i think tlc was probably the best one in that in my memory. I mean, looking at the card as well, outside the mixed match challenge, um, that that was obviously one of the worst things I've ever seen on, on in WWE. But if you figure that, I think the rest of the card was solid. Had a couple matches that you don't really care about. I'm looking at you, Ray and Randy. Um, but the match itself was actually quite fun. It's just the fact that it's two characters that you don't see any point in. And, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd give TLC a wee shout there because hopefully that's a signal of change because as I said in the opening bit, I mean, looking through the rest of the card, you just think, okay, half of that was horrendous. There's like two good matches normally had Seth Rollins in and the rest of it was abysmal. Um, but yeah, I mean, TLC had no horrendous interferences apart from the Braun Strowman, uh, Baron Corman stuff, which was too long. But I can't strive for perfection. I mean, we're not on the NXT bit, yeah, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 hint, hint, hint. Um, I, I did, I did think SummerSlam was okay. That was of the big events. I think that was the better of all the big events. I don't uh, know. We some... did have Kevin Owens get beat in three seconds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that that was pretty stupid. Um, and I'm sure, along amongst all the worst of uh, things we can talk about, uh, booking we could probably spend an hour talking about the worst of bookings uh, this year. But uh, yeah. uh, SummerSlam was was decent. Um, but yeah, without a doubt for me, Evolution was the standout event and you know that when you when you think you know there was parts parts of that card were from the you know the may young challenge from nxt as well you know it wasn't all just main roster and it was from what in in terms of depth compared to the male side of it is is a pretty thin depth in terms of uh, roster so you really it should be a signal to wwe that they, they need to they need to do much much better with uh, with their other shows, particularly the big ones. When you think you've got everything at your disposal, and you you know these are your big events that you should build up to, I think it it just lose they just lose something when when they're going so long and too many too many matches are on the card. Mm. This this was just perfect uh, for everything that was that was bad about so many of the other events this year. This was was so so good. 
it was just so many good matches uh, and it just felt fresh and exciting and and it didn't feel too long and it was i thought it was just a fantastic event yeah yeah i, I agree with everything you said there um the the only concert obviously evolution was kind of thought of as an afterthought especially when it got to booking it and stuff like that not booking it um advertising it and stuff because it was obviously caught up in the whole crown jewel shite <laughs> so i just gotta hope that it, it gets a, a second go and gets built properly because as you say it it, it was brilliant and, to, and that I, the fact that I, I i perceived it to be an afterthought i think it could be built into something much more special especially with the way the uh, women's divisions built on both sides to be i think ronda's got better and she's obviously away from the bellas now which is always good <laughs> um but the way the women's division's obviously being booked and booked very strongly coming into WrestleMania as well, Evolution could be huge next year, especially with the the loads of talent we see on NXT and NXT UK. Mm. So what about onto the last couple of best ofs then? Um, actually, before we, we get onto the, the male and female ones, what about um, any moments that kind of stood out for you then, main roster? Because I think... One of those for me, one of them standout moments, one of the best things that I've seen that that triggered this incredible movement was uh, was Becky turning on Charlotte. Uh, that mm. was just just fantastic. The reaction, the crowd loved it. They're not supposed to, but they loved it, and it was almost like finally we're getting something more interesting from a character that's kind of been undervalued for so long. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. I mean. I'll, I'll mention my proper one um, last, but I think you got to add on to the Becky Lynch one as well, is the, the attack on Raw, when she, she obviously armbarred Ronda, and that's kind of kicking oh, off the... Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. bloody face, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was her stone-cold moment. Yeah, 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 absolutely symbolic. But the best moment, Andy, is Titus O'Neil at the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> was that this year? That, that was this year, oh, yeah, oh God, that was right after WrestleMania. It feels like it was about two years ago. Uh, mate, that, that is the funny. That's still the funniest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tightest, I'm, the tightest uh, trip. That I'm, was that was fabulous. I'm sure. What Becky was not Lynch so great was him. Yeah, what was not so fabulous was um, the writers trying to get him to do uh, do more trips. You know, for a couple of weeks after it. Yeah, uh, so someone, def- they, someone yeah. definitely needed to put the just 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 get the 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 rubber layer and just put it up a smidge when he started coming down just to try and recreate it. <laughs> yeah, when they were doing the other slips and it was like, oh, yeah. you've ruined it. Yeah, it's just like no, it it worked because it was it, it was organic, it was real, and, and people enjoyed it. Trying to recreate it was too fake, and he's a terrible actor. So yeah, just leave it. It was that that was um, one hell of a moment. Uh, Got to agree on that. What about feud then? Before we get onto the the last couple of awards, um, who who was your best feud for for twenty eighteen on the main roster? Oh, on the main roster. I mean, we obviously chatted just before we started recording, just to go through what we're talking about. And on this, my instinct was to go to Seth the Ziggler and you can kind of put in Drew in there, in there as well because I thought that was probably one of the best spells of Telly because it was quite good but 
I mean, once I realised that I forgot about this, I mean, I think it's the only viable answer, and that's Becky v Charlotte. Um, nothing comes close in that regard. It, it's made the women's division on SmackDown the hottest division in the company, in the main roster company, um, and that that's not really up for debate for me. And obviously we've added Oscar in there, uh, who's now got the title, and obviously Ronda's in, involved in that in that triangle uh, of WrestleMania main event. Um, yeah, uh, nothing comes close to to me. But is is there any any male rivalries that you you could think? I mean, there's not like Braun v Reigns wasn't as good as it was previously for me. Um, and outside of that, I can't really think of anything else. No, I think for me that's. On the on the male side of it, yeah, the Rollins Rollins and Dolph Ziggler was the most interesting in because just because the, the matches were so damn good mm. and it was a back and forth and even though we see it, we saw it uh, you know three four times the matches were so damn good and the dynamic was they they kept it fresh they managed to actually keep it fresh for them sort of four to six weeks and it worked so so well and I think at that point Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew McIntyre were, were really doing well before they started adding in uh Braun Wrong. Strowman yeah. and, and it going off a bit um it, it was it was damn it was so good and it, and it and it also saw the return of Dean Ambrose that added something into that in itself as well at that time so it was it was a hell of a feud and it was very enjoyable. There was plenty of other feuds. There were some good ones. Mm. There was others that should have topped it, should have come very close at, at the very least, but but somehow didn't. And, and I'm sure we, yeah, yeah, it, it had its moments where it was really good, but it didn't quite, it didn't quite reach the heights of if, what you'd hoped. I think if the matches, I was going to say, I, yeah, if the matches matched I, I, the promos, it would have been feud of the year, but it just didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think there were there were some good matches and they got better. I think what it really needed was was a title change in there, mm-hmm. and and yeah. I know why they have you know retrospect if you look back now, okay, we we understand why they haven't because they had other plans. I think at that point, even for a couple of weeks, a title change would have just added something to it, because it it I think that the audience were along the lines of we're enjoying it, but we don't think we're going to see a title change. We you know. We're not going to get anything. The champion's not really in that much jeopardy, and and it's and it just kind of took took a little bit off it. But mm-hmm. I think without a doubt, Becky Charlotte, the turn at SummerSlam, everything that's happened since, there was the the tiny little bit where it dropped off. I think where you know where they were kind of back on a similar page for mm. about a week or so, but then it's been ramped back up. And Becky online, oh my word, she's just been killing the internet. <laughs> and it, it's it's you're right. It's they have made it the the hottest thing in the company, and it's that is is just it's just fantastic. It really has. It's it's been brilliant. And I think it's only going to get better in 2019. Yeah, as long as they don't overdo it, I think absolutely. You know, we we should be looking at. Uh, I'd say WrestleMania being the culmination, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to say, right, we get to that point. That's the payoff. Then everyone's got to move on. And maybe we could bring it back again in the future at some point, but, but not do it to death. But, um, you know, they will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, right. 
best best female then. I've got a feeling I know who you're going to go for because um, our polls online came out with a clear winner. Nah, you jerks. We're sorry, not wrong, doing wrong, worst one. Of you. wrong, wrong <laughs> one. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Becky. It's not close. It isn't. It really isn't. And and I know it's only summer onwards, but she's absolutely killed it. Becky Lynch won the polls easily and too right because she fully deserves it. She's been a revelation, an absolute revelation for the women's division, for the company as well. Um, fantastic. Um, all props to her. What about the mill one? Because that one's not quite so clear, clo- uh, clear cut, I should say. Um, best, it has to be Seth Rollins. Uh, carried Raw when Raw was horrendous. Um, I think AJ's obviously had good matches. He's had some very disappointing matches, I think it's fair to say. I mean, we mentioned the Samoa Joe one. But Nakamura, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't as good as we hoped. I think it's fair to say the same about the Joe one. It obviously got to a stage where it was quite good. Um, but I think AJ's had a, a good year, but a, a, an almost annoying year for the view. It might, it might just be me and you, Andy, but uh, I think that the very long title reign, it just didn't really suit him. And I think it, you kind of see that he's already got better chasing Daniel Bryan. I think it would have been good to see that with with Nakamura or, um, or Joe. So I've got to give it to Seth Rollins because he had some of the best matches. I mean... They obviously get forgotten because they're not the big main events, but he he was opening most of these pay-per-views and having ma- the match of the night every time, um, especially when he was Intercontinental Champion. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's got to be Seth Rollins. I think a cheeky shout for Dolph Ziggler as well, because he was obviously um, quite... He, he was part of quite a lot of them feuds with with um, with Seth. So I'd probably... I'd say Seth, but a nice shout-out to Ziggler, who's obviously had a... A couple barren years, so it's nice to see that he's back in a, back in a position where you you can see how talented he really is. Yeah, I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. Seth Seth Rollins won our poll, uh, and I'd agree with both the uh, the votes and yourself. Seth Rollins for me. Um, others have done well. I, I think Roman Reigns uh, are fair to give mm. him a shout as well. I think he has uh, performed at a high level. Um, you know, the whole thing working towards getting the Universal title obviously has a lot to deal with in terms of fan reactions and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And now with it, with the illness, he's away doing his, uh, hopefully uh, beating that. But I, I think uh, props to him. I thought he's put in another really good year. I think he's, he's developed into a, a hell of a worker. Uh, like you say, AJ has, has had some really good matches, but you kind of feel as though they could have been a bit better. Uh, and maybe it's just that he suits chasing that title a bit more than he, he does holding it for so long. But yeah, for me, same re- same reasons as what you said, Seth Rollins just carried a show pretty much all year and has been fantastic. It just top tier talent. And hopefully now he no longer has the, uh, the IC title. That means he's going to be mm. moving back into the main event picture where he absolutely belongs. Yeah. So that's our our best of for 2018 for the main roster. What about NXT then? Uh, let's have a quick look over to that one, and we will start as we did with the, with the main roster. Then tag teams. Who was your best tag team in NXT for 2018? 
I mean, it has to be Undisputed Era, doesn't it? It just has to be. I think they've pretty much won it all year round, apart from a little bit where Mustache Mountain had it, and I think that's pretty much it. Um, they, they... Well, a bit, little shout out to Alex Barilaro, our friend. It was obviously for the uh, for the Super Showdown in Melbourne. He's at, he's gone with Mustache Mountain, so I, right. I guess he was he was really taken by them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously they're very talented, and he, he'll he'll watch he'll watch the tele, the TV a lot more than I do. So I I think you just got to give it to Undisputed Era because they've been they perform on every takeover show to to the highest level possible, and obviously they've had a. Uh, not not a tr- not a troubled time, but obviously they had um, Bobby Fish injured for pretty much three quarters of the year, if I remember correctly, and um, I think they've seamlessly added Roderick Strong in, and it's worked quite well. Mm. Yeah, I, I got to go with Undisputed Era as well. Yeah, I think the the consistency level or in terms of uh, high level performances, the matches, you know, they all bring something a little bit different, and and th- those guys are like. Um, I think back to probably, I think it was 2000, maybe 2001, when the Radicals turned up on uh, WWE, which was, of course, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and the other two guys. (laughs) I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Chuck Palumbo, is it? No, (laughs) God, no. can't I can't think of the names, but the, look, it was the four workhorses of WCW who were never really showcased in the way they should have. So they said, "Okay, WCW, screw you." I think it was two thousand. Screw you. We're off to WWE, and they got showcased better, and they brought a freshness, and each of them brought something different, and together they just they, they were a dynamic group, and they they put on some fantastic matches. And it's a similar thing for me with Undisputed Area that they've all got something a bit different and, and they've put on some cracking matches. The War Raiders have come in and obviously, you know, the crowd are well behind them, they like them and you know there's going to be a title reign for them but Undisputed Era, yeah, for me, Tag Team of the Year on Group of the Year, whatever you want to put but yeah, they're, they're the Tag Team of the Year for me in NXT. Uh-huh. This was... A, the next one was a really, really difficult one, wasn't it? And that is picking out what was your favourite NXT event of the year. And it's tough because rather than the main roster one where you're scratching around going, oh my God, was there any good ones? This is like takeovers are like a surefire thing. And they were all so, so good. And picking out a winner from these, it, it was bloody difficult. Yeah, I think it's much harder. It's much harder than uh, the uh, main roster one. Um, I think I've gone with New Orleans for this one, um, Andy, which, if I remember correctly, is the one with the no the no sanction match. It had Almas v Alistair Black when he won the title, and it also had that ladder match, uh, which I'm sure many people will remember. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, they. I've gone for that one as well. I thought that just edged out some of the others. Uh, the one at Philly at the start of the year, that was that was fantastic. Uh, War Games, which when we ran our poll, War Games actually came out on top. And, and War Games itself was fantastic. Uh, some incredible matches there. And and that's the thing really stood out, isn't it? That the takeover events, they, go, they don't go too long. They have brilliant, brilliant matches. There aren't as many matches as the main cards. So it's, it's more simple. It's kept more simple. It's straight out, almost like old school where it's you get your payoff at, at the main event, at your your pay per view event, whatever you want to call them, and it's I don't know that this is where you really put on a show, and boy have they they ever put on some shows this year, haven't they? I mean, war it was it'd be tricky to live up to war games from last year because that was something else, but war games again this year, I mean, just a just. Mind-blowingly, uh, unbelievable. What did you call it? Carnage. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, war games. It's. I think it works better with the free team dynamic that, than the the big team. Uh, I think that's fair to say. But this year it was. I, I think it was like three quarters of an hour of just madness and <laughs> chaos, and it was it was it was brilliant in its own way. Um, yeah, I think. The other matches didn't really hold. Just, they just seemed to. Most, most of the cards seemed to have two absolute world class matches. Where I think New Orleans just had three, which is probably, which is the problem. And obviously it had, uh, well, match of the year, and this one's going to be a tough one, Andy. But uh, <coughs> um, it, the unsanctioned match um, was it was it was the first, and for me it was the best one. Uh, yeah, so well, that's probably what give it the uh, edge for me. Well, the the match of the year award can just be called the Johnny Gargano Award. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say because if if there's a contender for match of the year, um, odds are Johnny Gargano's involved in it, and that is Gargano, Champa, take your pick out of any of them. <clears throat> Gargano against Alistair Black. He had Gargano against Cian uh, Almas at the start of the year. I mean, they had they they tore the place down with some fantastic matches uh, at the start of the year. Uh, he's it just become you know a five star almanac. You know, Johnny Five Star. Maybe just call him that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, mean, I just 
just please stay in NXT, Johnny. You don't need to come up. <laughs> yeah. Just stay there. Learn from Sami Zayn. Don't go. Don't go up. NXT needs you. You could. You'll get a title eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please don't go there. Where those players? Yeah. Um. So match of the year then. If you had to pick one, are you going to go for the the Gargano Champa unsanctioned match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go for the unsanctioned match because I think it just it had the best story, had the best moments, and well, that match it had some sickening sickening moments, but it was just so brilliantly done, and the ending was perfect where they sat in the ring together and stuff like that, and mm. it, it, it's it's a match that I I've not seen that type of a match before in in, in WWE, and I think it was perfect. Yeah, it re- it was wonderful. It was just. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It was an incredible match. I'm actually going to go for something different, though. I'm going to go from uh, for Johnny Gargano against um, Alistair Black at War Games just because I don't think I've ever seen a match fought at such a high pace in that style before. It was just all of the strikes, everything. It was so quick. It was just... In terms of timing, it was just sheer perfection. It, it was just an incredible, incredible match to witness, and two, two, you know, top tier performers. It just absolutely fabulous, and and I, I feel bad not mentioning, you know, not going for it and so many of the other matches. But this is the thing, you know, Johnny Gargano's just had so many amazing matches this year. He he deserves some kind of accolade for it, but this one. For me, guy. Oh, I, 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 it was so incredible. I, I had to go back and watch it a second time shortly after watching it the first time, and then watched it a third time. It was it, just wow. <laughs> the, the, the striking, mm-hmm. everything. It was just out of this world. I, I thought it was, it, it was just brilliant, and it had everything with it as well. The build, the storyline. They, they. They had all of that. It, they these two, wow! It just just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that feud continue for a long, long time. <laughs> it, it it was again, it was a unique match in the fact that it was so fast paced. For I'm not sure how long it actually was, but it, it must have been a decent twenty odd minutes. Um and. Yeah, Jesus, it was just fast. It was so fast paced for so long, and it, it, you don't really see that in WWE. Obviously, you see quite a lot of pacing in matches, and this one it just went hundred miles an hour to one hundred and fifty miles an hour, <laughs> then it finished. That was about it. Yeah, but and some of those strikes, though, that they were, you know, the timing was absolutely impeccable from both guys throughout, uh, and to to go at such a pace for so long. And to still have hit your timing so wonderfully, I mean, for me, just speaks volumes about just how good both of these are. I, I thought it, it was tremendous, utterly, utterly tremendous. So uh, that got my vote. Uh, what about a moment then? Was there a, any moments within the year of, of NXT that uh, kind of stood out for you? Um, mm, I, I'll say Alistair back coming back and spin kicking that bloke in the head on the door <laughs> yeah that, yeah that was a bit special that, that was good 
Yeah, and obviously you got to put in the Johnny Gargano, Gargano heel turn in that, and that was that was so brilliant, done, brilliantly done. How they made a, a legit injury into such a great story. I think it. it mm. I mean, NXT just it's just perfect, isn't it? it? Well, that's it. Even the the reveal, you've got Johnny Gargano coming out. Uh, sorry, um, Alistair Black coming out. Yeah, like you said. Uh, <laughs> doing this, the spinning heel kick the guy straight through the door. That uh, just brilliant, and then you know the bang from nowhere. You, Gargano hits him, and then you stood over him, and you know here I am, and it's like, oh, that's the reveal. It was it just on point. That's that is how you do stuff. That is that's how you get it over. And there's a lot of people, virtually everyone, let's say on the creative side on the main roster, needs to just sit with Triple H and sit with his creative team for NXT and just go through, look, this is how you book. This is how you do You keep things more simple and make them more logical and build them up. And this is how you, you make good TV and you make, you know, you help accentuate the characters that you have to work with. So. But I'm going to say, because I kind of feel bad in this, as you know, we're talking about great matches. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Velveteen Dream, who's had some uh, great matches throughout the, the past year. Uh, Ricochet, who's had some fantastic moments as well, is I'm going to pick out that that moment where Ricochet somersaults outside the ring and lands on the ramp on his feet. And Velveteen's dream, Velveteen Dream's jaw just drops. And um, I think everybody else was in the arena and watching on TV was kind of the same thing. Like, what the hell? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, Velveteen, obviously he got so much accolades um, the year before for his breakthrough. And he's not, he it's hard to match that Alistair Black match. And I think he did with Tommaso Ciampa. Um Obviously, he had a couple of dodgy ones. I mean, Cassius Ono wasn't great. Um, but, I mean, I think we say every time we bring him up, he, he's the future of the company. And that, that Champa match, it just for me, it just confirmed that he, he is a main event talent. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure next year, next year, I imagine, uh, I imagine next year, Velveteen will just explode onto the scene. And hopefully that is in NXT. Mm. I, I think he will get his call up next year, but hopefully they they wait a little bit of time before they do it and, and give him. I think so many of them that they, they need that dry run, you know, give them the NXT title or the North American title, whatever on there, just to give them that run of of being the title holder and and how you carry the belt and and what you do in your situations. Just just gives them, you know, especially when they're younger and not as experienced like Velveteen is. It just gives him that opportunity to do that, you know, add that extra little layer before he makes the move up. Because, yeah, like you say, the guy is the future. He has got so much charisma. He absolutely oozes it out of every paw. He's uh, he's an incredible talent. And and Ricochet, another one, you know, you could easily see him on SmackDown. And, and Ricochet is, you know, Rey Mysterio of, of 15 years ago and more. So... Yeah, I like to see him on the main roster, but <laughs> yeah, at the same time, you worry what they would do with him. Uh, so that just leaves us with um, male and female awards. Then, who have you got for your best female performer in uh, NXT for twenty eighteen? God, um, 
it's a weird one. I, I haven't really enjoyed the women's division this year in NXT. Uh, I, I imagine I've covered that quite well and quite detailed throughout our NXT review shows. I just don't really like Shayna Baszler's in-ring style. And I'm sure many people agree and I'm sure many people disagree. It's just not my cup of tea. But I, I did give it to her because she's pretty much been the main event or the, 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 the main woman all year round, and I think you have to give you have to give her props for. I I wouldn't say I've enjoyed it. Uh, a couple of the Kyrie Sane matches have been good. I didn't her, her work with Ember Moon. Didn't really like that. I think you agreed with me if I remember correctly. And it was just mm. very weird matches. Uh, stuff with Kyrie Sane's got better, um, but it just. I think it's a very it it's obviously very different from the matches we saw with Oscar and Ember Moon. So it was probably a bit of that, but. Um, yeah, I think I gave it to Shayna Baszler because I think she's the only viable one to give it to, really. Yeah, I'm going to give an honourable mention to Bianca Belair because I do think she is the future of the women's division there. Uh, and I think she's got star quality and loads and loads of talent. And so I think 2019 will be a big year for Bianca Belair. But for 2018, I've got to agree with you, Shayna Baszler. I think she's improved a hell of a lot as the year's gone on. Uh, I think she's taken big steps in development and certainly the second half of the year, she's been putting on much better matches. So there's some of the the later matches with Carrie Sane have been really good. The one at Evolution w- was fantastic. Uh, some of the stuff before that was not so good. And, and Kyrie Sane could easily be up there because she is a hell of a worker. But I think for the same as you, you know, the same reasons as yourself, that Shayna Baszler's really kind of, been at the forefront of that division and she's she's stepped up to the plate you know they've given her the ball and she's running with it her promo work has has been quite impressive second half of the year as well so i think she's improved a hell of a lot um i think the marina shafir and and uh, jasmine duke have got a long way to go to uh to really sort of fulfill their role alongside her but um yeah for me shana baszler the standout uh, woman for 2018 for NXT, and, and our polls confirm that. Um, on the male side of it, I think this is more difficult because I think you could easily pick between a few different ones. But I, what I will say, Guy, is Tommaso Ciampa won the uh, won the listeners' poll. Yeah, and I think you can obviously see why he's been such a good champion. Um, I think it must have been half. He must be about half the year he's been champion. And yeah, he's done it perfectly. But um, for me, Andy has to be Johnny Gargano. As we said, he's had match of the every takeover. He's had a match of the year contender, and that is not hyperbole. He has had a match of the year contender every takeover <laughs> this year. And maybe people prefer the character to Tommaso Ciampa. I do. I prefer Tommaso Ciampa out the two. But the year um, Gargano's had. It's like what we mentioned when we give Seth Rollins the main roster one. He's carried a sh- he's not carried a show obviously because everyone else has been brilliant. But Gargano's had the best matches all year round, and I, I don't think that's really up for debate. Obviously, Champ has played his part in three of them. Uh, mm. Obviously, t- two of them are on a level above the last man standing match. I think that's fair to say. But it's oh, it's, I mean, I can understand Champa. But it, it, I think it's got to be Gargano because he's, he's, he's just had so many much of the year contenders. Yeah, I, I think there's certainly a, t- a case to be made for Champa just for his character development, and you know he's come so he's come such a long way from the guy who was just part of that tag team. 
he's really embraced this heel character and he's and he's taken it to new depths. And you know, t- for someone to come out to to silence, you know, to no music before he got his new song, and you know, he's he talking to the belt named it Goldie. He just there's so many different facets to his character. He's really, really developed it. He kind of takes me back to Daniel Bryan when he turned heel, um, however long ago that was. Now you know, probably five, six years ago. Uh, and he just, you just kind of discovered that there are actually more, more and more layers of charisma to this guy than you ever imagined because you'd only seen this almost vanilla-like babyface, and and the heel turn is what helps them become a charismatic babyface in t- in time. And I do think in time, Champa will become a charismatic babyface because he's had this period where he can do lots of stuff to get heat. And he's done it brilliantly, and he's had some brilliant matches. We're not just with Johnny Gargano. Um, I've got to men- you've got to mention to Alistair Black some of the fantastic matches he's had. Obviously, he had that timeout injured, uh, and he's just again he's quite such a unique character. He has this aura about him. But I've got to go with you, guy, and and say it really has to be Johnny Gargano just because, yeah. Philadelphia, New Orleans, Chicago, Brooklyn, uh, War Games. <laughs> if it's not the best match of the night, it's probably the second best match of the night. And there's so many match of the year contenders for him. And his character's grown, developed, and adjusted and changed throughout the year as well. His promo work is getting better and better. He's just, you know, in terms of in-ring work... <sighs> He's got to be the best in the company this year, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to add to that, Andy. I mean, if I said it previously, just don't go to the main roster, and Gargano's going to be superstar of the year in the whole company every time. Because I mean, Triple H books him so well. We've now seen that he can be both a heel and a face, um, which is great. Because I mean, that was probably one of the concerns that might be. What he might be one of them Cena characters where he might just stay as a face forever, um, but yeah, I mean, it's he, he might he might if Seth say well if he does get called up, God forbid, <laughs> he he could become the new Seth Rollins if Seth Rollins goes to the main event. Johnny Gargano could just be quietly there having matches of the year, being the best performer of the year if if he is booked properly. Um, which is which is obviously the big concern, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully he's in NXT twenty nineteen. I mean, he I imagine he'll want the challenge of being in the main roster, uh, and and fairly fairly so. But um, yeah, I think the longer he stays in NXT, the better for us as a fan. But if he transitions well and gets over with the main roster crowd, I mean, he, he could be the next Daniel Bryan. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, that's it, and and it's a good thing for NXT though. When you look and you, you can make a case for for Champa, you make the case for Alistair Black. You've got Johnny Gargano, but you can also look at Adam Cole. You can look at Ricochet. You can look at Velveteen Dream. There there are so many people who are who are having really you know putting in some really top level contributions into the company, in in or into that that show that that there's just so much talent there and there's others that have come through already there's more that are on the rise it's it's such a good tv show and there's there's so much good stuff happening there Uh, and kudos to everyone that's involved in it and helping to create 
what what is such an enjoyable show it really is so a lot i know obviously the main roster will be different but there's so many principles from it sound fundamental base level old school principles in there that that are logical and it would make sense using them more on the main roster but uh yeah props to nxt is another another positive year from from a, a show as well that that keeps losing its stars to the main roster but continuous continuously evolves and recovers and moves on to someone else and and that in itself is is a real challenge and they do it so so well it's it's just such a well-oiled machine it's it's fantastic anyway so th- there's there's the nice things we've said lots of nice stuff guy and and i feel like you know we we need to uh we need to balance it out uh, and and slag someone off uh, this is the fun part. Let's get to our worst of then. Uh, where do you want to start? Hmm. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> is that like the main event of worst? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just a quick one then on NXT. Is there anything? Because I think it's hard, isn't it? Because we spoke so positively about NXT. Was there anything in in NXT that we think, oh, that wasn't very good? Because there's a, there's a couple of things I suppose if I if now we've spoken about it there's a couple of things that that kind of jump out to me that were disappointing and one of them I'll say is is um, EC3 because this is a guy who I'd I'd heard about I knew of I'd never really watched because he was in TNA he came oh he looks good obviously he's got like about four inches of uh, creosote in the tannin oil on him. But he's got the physique, he's got the look and everything like that. His heel character is 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 good. His babyface character is pretty poor. But when he gets in the ring, it's pretty disappointing, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's one of the disappointments. It's, it, I, I think we said from the beginning, he certainly suits the main roster a bit more because it, it's more about character and stuff like that, where in NXT you really do have to perform in the ring or it's sink or swim. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably the best way of putting it. Um, for me, disappointment wise, uh, I, I think I'd have to build on what I said about Shayna Baszler. I mean, it, it, she's just not my cup of tea. And I think the women's division has kind of been a bit of a low light on most of the NXT cards for me. I think some of the matches have been downright strange and have kind of almost tried to incorporate too much of the MMA stuff and I don't really like that. Um, and again, I think she kind of suits the main roster a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the women's division. It's not been a disappointment. It's just not been my thing. Um, so, I, for example, I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to Shayna Baszler coming to the main main roster because I think she'll suit that more. But equally, I'm also looking forward to say to see say if Kyrie Sane's the the future of the the women's division on NXT if she's against Bianca Belair, maybe if they use Tony Storm over here over on the UK one. Um, uh, it's just um, there's just so much and Io, Io Shirai as well. Just I just remember yeah that that but, different style. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to more the explosive style rather than, I, I think incorporating MMA is probably the best way I'd cover it because there's obviously there's quite there's been a few matches where it's literally ten minutes of choking someone on the floor and you're like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> this is very weird. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair point. The other one I'd say as well is um, you mentioned him a little earlier, actually. Cassius Ono, obviously, was Chris Hero on the independent circuit. Um, lots of people loved watching him. He's come to come back to NXT, and he just underwhelms me. I'm sure there is a really good performer there, but I just I'm not engaged with his character at all. I don't find him interesting, and I just can't get past the how bad his ring gear looks you know he's not in great shapes but, but there's for me there's got to be other ways to maybe present him that doesn't kind of look so much like we're trying to hide a guy that's not in particularly good shape and and that's aside from the for me is like just an uninteresting character yeah i mean obviously here over the reputation of chris hero and stuff like that and being one of the best indie stars it's i think it's just a shame uh, i'm not whether it's, he's just, obviously you look at him and he's not a very Vince character, obviously he's got nothing to do with NXT, but long term you can see why he's possibly being held back by Triple H, because I don't think Vince would like him, um, for obvious reasons. But I think it's a, I think it's a shame that we haven't seen what I can, I can only go on reputation from from the independents, um, that we haven't seen that. And yeah, I do agree, he does look stupid with the ring gear and stuff. I think you kind of just got, They've tried to make him look like a comedy version of KO. Obviously, KO's probably in a bit better shape, but he, he's obviously a bit chubby, and they've kind of masked that quite well, whereas Chris uh, um, Cassius Ono looks like a comedy character. Yeah, kind of a cellular-like basketball player, and, and I'm not yeah. really... Uh, I, I, I don't think the ring gear helps him. Um, I, I think his, his character as a heel is improving, but I think there's still some way to go, and, it, and like you say, it, it is a shame... But I just can't engage with that character. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so main main roster then. Um, what about tag team? Let's start with the tag team. We started with them on the best of. So worst tag team on the main roster. Who who have you gone for? B team. <clears throat> right. Don't want to say the shit. <laughs> <laughs> How can you go Awful. for B team when they've got that chant? B team, B team, go, go, go! Well, they've got the worst music. I mean, they yeah. put on an okay match, but I mean, they—I think they beat the revival clean yeah. like three times, and the revival deserves so much more. Yeah, I mean, even the way the revival have been horrendously booked, they've still put on some really good matches. But the B team—they're just annoying. They made. All of every team in the division look like a joke. I'm sure you, you're scarred by that barbecue segment as same yes, as I. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not a happy camper. Yeah, I think I think I went off on a bit of a rant about yes, them. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Like, I didn't mind them as the Miztourage, and obviously they had to split that up. But I mean, the big team—they just look fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the, they the are a joke. Awful. Yeah, they're being they're pres- they're propositioned as a joke, and the in consequence has been that they make everybody else on that roster look like an absolute joke because of the the way that it was it was being booked, and it's and it's damage that takes a long time to repair, and it's been awful. There's been some really terrible things in the tag team division this year. I mean the um, the whole uh, pissing his pants segment, the way that the using AOP alongside uh, Drake Maverick as well, I think has been such a bad idea. Um, interestingly, in our polls, Lucha House Party won the worst of. Now, I'm going to agree with you and say B-team. 
absolutely no question in my mind that they were bloody awful and I don't need to see them. Um, but Lucha House Party, um, they've not been around that long. They do kind of get on my nerves and they're supposed to be a babyface team. I mean, there's three of them. All they've got to do is point their fingers in the air and go Lucha. And between three of them, they can't even do it in tandem. <laughs> you know, they can't do it in time. But the the whole thing of this Lucha House rules, they're supposed to be a babyface team, yet they're outnumbering heels. And it's like the the logic doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And it's, I think it's just annoyed people as well, you know, that they're getting the getting one over a tag team in the revival that people want to see do well because they recognize their talent. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> they've not been too popular in terms of our voting. Yeah. I mean, I can see why the Lucha House Party get it. Got I think might be a bit more recency, but I think you worded it perfectly. They they've they booked very stupid. That Lucha House Party ruled goddamn against the revival. Oh, just, it, not sickening because that's too much. But it just it just mind like you just felt you just felt like losing brain cells whilst you were watching it. It's like, oh, what the hell's going on here? I mean, the thing is, they're three talented guys, and obviously I think that, I think they're just trying to rescue, not rescue, but they're trying to get some people out of 205 Live and repackage them and reuse them. And booking them as these pretty much three idiots, and as you said, can't even put their arms up in, tan- in sync. It's just, uh, it just looks awful. I mean, if if you just focused on if you just focused on in-ring talent, imagine if you picked two of them. Um, uh, I can't remember the third one. I can't. I, can't, I can only remember uh, Kalisto's name. Um, yeah, Kalisto, Grand Metalik. Grand Metalik, that's the one. Um, Lince Dorado. Dorado, that's the that's one. it. Yeah, in ring, they should be popular. Kids should love them. Yeah, because they should be really exciting to watch. But they've been packaged terribly. Yeah, well, imagine if you picked two of them and had had a proper feud with a revival back and forth. That that could have been fire, because <laughs> obviously, if you go back to original revival, their their gimmick was no flips, not just fists, wasn't it? And that's per that's a per that's a perfect counterbalance in in, in the Lucha House Party. I mean, I probably won't call them the Lucha House Party because that's an awful name. But if you if you repackage them properly, that that's a feud that could reignite the tag team division that obviously we talked about uh, on on I think the best even, of. Yeah, really. What the, the, their role should be is the way that they work. You know, the the people certainly kids should be feeling sympathy for them, wanting to get behind them, wanting to see them come back and do well. Putting them in with like AOP, you know, and AOP obviously being bigger can demolish them in in things, but just them getting them little comebacks and showing glimpses, you know, at least give someone, give people something to get behind and want to see them do well. But yeah, the way they've been used is is pretty awful. Nathan, um, <laughs> wasn't too happy with them being voted the worst. He voted them as his favourite team, so I'm not sure what's going on there with Nathan. But hey, uh, anyway, let's move on from that then. Uh, what about feud? What has been your worst feud on the main roster this year? Um, Bobby Lashley, and then should I just record like anyone? A- anyone? <laughs> just put everyone's. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Owens v Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn v Bobby Lashley. Um. Maybe not quite so much uh, Elias. 
Yeah, I mean, Elias has kind of saved it because he's, t- he's actually won. <laughs> um, yeah. And not only that, but Lashley has the heel. It's been slightly yeah. more bearable. Yeah, yeah. But Bobby Lashley has a baby face. Do you know what? I'll add something else in there. Um, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan v. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, what a horrendous WrestleMania moment that was. I try to forget that ever existed. Yeah. I mean, you had, obviously you had the Hell in a Cell match, which was quite good. And after that, oh my God, how bad was that feud? Yeah. Obviously that was kind of 2017 as well, but just adding that in. I mean, pretty much anything involving Kevin Owens, because he has been booked so badly considering the talent he is and obviously the year he had previous when obviously the Chris Jericho feud and he won the Universal yeah. title. Honestly, honestly, for Kevin Owens, the, the injury couldn't have come at a better time for him Yeah, because it took him away from everything that was dreadful. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want anyone getting injured, but he he escaped what was horrendous for you. I mean, he, he was he was pretty... Him and Sami Zayn were just used to put over Bobby Lashley, which is literally trying to stop a missile with a little finger. It's it's Jesus Christ. It's Oh God. It... Can I can I add to worst of with Go on. Daniel Bryan and the Miz? Which oh, should be one of the best feuds of the year. Mm. But I thought was bloody awful. Yeah. Very disappointing. Very, yeah. very disappointing. And can we add as a potential that we might cover next year? Seth Rollins v. Dean Ambrose. Yes, we can. I was going to mention that myself because, again, this is another one that should have been um, the you know one of the best feuds of the year. And I think it was brilliant right up until the point where Dean Ambrose started to cut promos. Hmm. And then it absolutely stunk the place out. Uh, no pun intended because that's the, the direction of gone with oh, Dean God. Ambrose. Because it's ironic because the whole stink thing is... Dean Ambrose stinks. His character absolutely stinks, and his promos stink the place down. Uh, stink the place out. Absolutely terrible. And you know, here's here's a here's a shout for you, guy. I'm gonna say, um, this time next year, I wonder whether Dean Ambrose will still be with WWE. Ooh, I don't think it's quite there yet because I think there's obviously there was obviously money in there and he was quite over at a point, and we've seen many other people. But I think we mentioned it on last. I mean, it, it obviously it was it was very speculative and stuff. But does Dean Ambrose really care that much? Obviously, his wife's in the company, and I'm sure he's very happy for her. And uh, obviously, being the first women's um, announcer and stuff like that. But I I think it's fair to say he he's not ever, well maybe not fair but I don't think he's ever going to reach the heights we all thought he would when he debuted in, in the Shield so many years ago it, I think that's fair to say I imagine he's going to be stuck in the mid card whilst if, Ro- yeah. if, if Roman's I, back I wonder whether it yeah. will yeah I actually wonder whether it might be the the uh, the office that make the call on this and say you know what yeah it's just not, it's not whatever for whatever reason it's really not happening at all. And maybe he will need that little bit of time away. Maybe he just needs a year away. Do a run around the independent circuit. Um, do something different. Find some new edges, new 
new bits to his character and whatnot and, and come char- back. They need to fix the character first more than anything. Yeah, I mean, that has been awful. He can still put on a hat. He can still put on a deep... I mean, you say it every time we mention him. He can't throw a punch properly, but he can still put on an okay match. But the character in between, well, when you're trying to sell a feud at the moment, it's like, oh, mate, this is... You're better than, you're better than this. <laughs> it's, it's like turning to pretty much more Chatter's worst nightmare of, of three hours of Bray Wyatt. It's like, <laughs> mate, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you should be one of the best co- characters in the company and you're reducing, yeah. you're putting on this. It's like, what the hell's going on? They need to fix that. And yeah. they need to get need to get Seth Rollins away from him. Because, I mean, people are, the yeah, character I, is I, suffering I, around him. I think they are actually slowly working towards that, it seems. So I'm going to give one last shout for a worst off feud and I'm going to say Baron Corbin with anyone. Oh, that's a shout. Imagine Bobby Lashley v. Baron Corbin. Oh my word! Yeah, they could, they could. That could be like you know the the bit that they do after the show. You know, just in case there's anyone left in the arena. Yeah, if someone's this protesting. is this, this is the show to clear out the arena. If anyone's protesting, like ticket prices or something. Here you go, lads. <laughs> I think he's been awful. Anyone who's who's he's been involved in any kind of a feud. I mean, his his whole character and his his promos have been so dull and uninteresting. Uh, I think the heat he's been getting is not the heat that he's supposed to get. And just who he, whoever has been in the ring with him has come out of it looking worse. Uh, and I think certainly um, when I think of that, Finn Balor, it, it just really, really did not help him. Uh, and the sooner he got away from that, the better. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as we mentioned throughout the show, 2018's been very bad for the main roster. So I imagine, as we, I think we saved the worst for the worst for the later part of the show for a reason, Andy, because it's easier to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what about match though? What was the worst main roster match of 2018 for you? Because I know there are lots of contenders, but there was one particular one that stood out for me. Worst ma- Oh yes, yes, I know. I'll let you say that one, Andy, because I know I just realised what you're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> well, worst. let me let me give a hint towards it. the The finishing uh, sequence to it was featured in the latest uh, Botchamania, and oh God. completely understandable when you watch it back with Botchamania music. It just it makes it all the more funny. <laughs> it was horrendous and that was of course the final to the mix match challenge oh, which that i one. struggled to even say ah i was i thought you were gonna say dxv the brothers of destruction <gasps> oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> oh, i'll say that one then yeah yeah there you go there yeah. we got we well, got the, both the, covered there yeah that well i'm gonna say that that closing sequence with carmella and alicia fox um attempting chain wrestling it was, oh, Jesus Christ. I just, uh, words cannot describe how bad that was. And um, certainly Alicia Fox, just like here, there's your cards, see you later. And Carmella, hey, you might as well go to. Um, yeah, that Brothers of Destruction against DX um, fighting for the pension book, that was <laughs> bloody terrible. That, <laughs> It was it was actually quite sad to see yeah. you know four leading lights you know and a few of them uh, amongst the the best ever that the company's seen and 
yeah, I just don't need to see it. I really don't need to. I needed to see that just as much as I need to see Ric Flair get back in the ring again at 75 or whatever he is. Hey, did you see the news he's allowed to take a bump again? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. I mean, yeah, I mean, I forgot about the mixed match challenge, but I think that just pales in insignificance, the, the fact that DXV Brothers of Destruction main evented a, a, an event in Saudi Arabia after they just beheaded a journalist. Uh, not beheaded, they, they cut him in a little bit, didn't they? Um, yeah, it, it just kind of summed it all up. It was a shit show for a, a shit out situation. Um, but mixed match challenge, I mean, to open a pay-per-view with that, I'm, I think I'd block that out of my mind because I obviously give TLC props. But uh, outside of that, and uh, yeah, it, it's... Uh, Got to block that from your memory, but I think the fact that one main evented <laughs> after watching something for about three and a half hours, and then you got to behold that, it's just like no mate, <laughs> no way, I'm watching no. that ever again. No, it was, um, and well, let's get to it then. Worst pay per view event of the year. There was, um, I suppose you could almost say there was another contender in, in maybe Survivor Series because I thought. That was a crap show. Others have been disappointing, but I don't think anything comes close in terms of terribleness, if that's even a word, is the crown jewel. And is there a more ironic title to to, to an event, a crown jewel? Because it certainly was not uh, the jewel in any kind of a crown, unless it's uh, unless you want to put that crown on top of a big pile of crap. <laughs> Uh, crap doesn't deserve such a crown, Andy. It, it was abysmal. Um, from well, it started off meh, and it finished like, oh my god, please kill me. Um, it, it it was abysmal, and the whole situation was shit, as I said. And the show pretty much confirmed that Saudi had never got an invite him back. So well done to Vince for thinking of that because that is brilliant. Um, get out of a situation in the best way possible by while still getting money. Brilliant, um, yeah. It was it was utterly horrendous, but I think everyone would pick that. So I think I'm going to have to mention a couple of us. WrestleMania was shite, um, as you said. Survivor Series was shite. Uh, Royal Rumble was shite. Um, I thought SummerSlam was shite. You obviously mentioned it. I thought it was horrendous as well. So I'd I'd say the Big Falls pay per views have been all pretty much disappointing this year. Yeah, they have been disappointing. I say I, I thought there were some good bits in SummerSlam, but yeah, not really enough of what you'd expect at that level. Um, yeah, WrestleMania was again quite disappointing, um, but it, uh, it's almost like we've got used to that now. Hmm. You go yeah, first half's all right, and then the second half's like, oh, yeah, God, it's it, still it's, going. we're tired. <laughs> we're also tired from watching eight hours of wrestling. We need a break. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Crown Jewel, miles and miles ahead in terms of the worst, probably the worst event that WWE have ever put on. It should not have happened in the first place. And then in terms of just purely what that they what they actually put on in the ring, it should not have happened anyway. It was just awful. Awful. Mm. So we get down to our last couple then. Uh, the women's then the worst female performer of 2018 for you on the main roster. I'll I'll say that um, 
in the polls, Nia Jax won this one. So, I don't know whether that affects your thinking. Not really. It's Alicia Fox. <laughs> every <laughs> every time she's every time she's in the ring, it's awful. I mean, Nia Jax obviously more um, higher level of stuff. Obviously, she ruined the main event of Survivor, proper main event of Survivor Series, which turned possibly turned out to be a good thing. But we we never know what was actually planned there. But uh, Nia Jax, not she obviously had a very forgettable championship run. Couple matches with Ronda. She had a good match with Ronda the other, other day, other week um, at TLC. Um, but outside of that, character's been very stale. Partnering with her with Tamina hasn't worked. I mean, goddamn, who thought that would work? Um, I think you could probably see a future with her and her and Tamina in the women's tag team division. That obviously got mentioned on on Raw this week. I'm not sure how many people watch it because it's obviously Christmas and stuff, but. Um, I, I imagine that might have been the thinking is that them two make a tag team like a, a, a monster tag team and that might work um, feud wise with a, with a Bailey and Sasha so hopefully she gets better in the new year but I mean in, in, in her singles career it's not been not been great but Alicia Fox I mean probably part of the worst things on the Evolution pay-per-view which obviously we gave she she did some horrendous she, I think she botched breaking up a pin for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah and, she's uh, just she's just terrible yeah she, you know like we said it's quite an achievement to have been there longer than any other woman on the roster she's been there over 10 years yet she's still the worst <laughs> by far the worst on the roster it's that is in itself quite an achievement I know it's brilliant isn't it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I would give the award to Nia Jax this year, though, um, just because of the high-profile nature of what she's been involved with. I think that whole feud with her and um, Alexa Bliss, the whole bullying thing, mm. was just so badly done. It wasn't a it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't believable. The way it was executed wasn't very good. Nia Jax, her promos, I don't enjoy. She's either smiling when she's supposed to be a heel. Oh, and then she comes out and her voice is so high-pitched, it just doesn't suit the character. And I just find her character boring. I found her promos boring. Her facial expressions are not very good. Her matches aren't particularly good. She's got kind of sl- She has got quite sloppy in terms of uh, in matches, in some of them uh, spots that she's done. She's hurt people. And obviously, most notably, yeah, swinging a wild um, haymaker and, and fracturing uh, Becky Lynch's nose, which, yes, it did destroy the uh, the main event of Survivor Series, but in hindsight, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise, really, because it's going to probably save up uh, that big match for WrestleMania. But yeah, for me, for me, Nia Jax, though, just such a bad year. Her title run, like you mentioned as well, that that was poor in itself. Um, just nothing, n- nothing from her at all. I think she really needed to stay in NXT and Honor Craft for at least another year before she came up. I understand, you know, that she has, you know, things that can be worked on and marketed, uh, and, and obviously the seer with the size thing, that she can fulfil a character, but I don't think she was ready, and, and I think she's had such a poor year. I think she's she's gone down, she's gone backwards, yeah. and, and it's not been good. So, Final one then is the uh, the male who has been the worst male performer of 2018 in uh, on the main roster for you then this year, guy. Hmm. 
Who did we have on the poll? Or obviously, Bobby Lashley was there. Uh, Bobby Lashley won the viewers, the uh, listeners' poll. Mm. What were the alternatives, if you remember? I'm just trying to think if there is actually uh, any other alternatives. Baron, Baron Corbin. He barely wrestled, though, did he? I know he was shit when he did wrestle, but he barely did. Mm, I would give it Bobby Lashley for obvious, horrendous reasons. Uh, was shit as a face. Sorry, Jinder Mahal was on there as well. There was Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley, and then any others for people to add to. Yeah, I can't give it a Jinder Mahal two years in a row. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, Jinder Mahal's bad, but he hasn't impacted the show anywhere near as bad as Bobby Lashley has this year. Um, oh, God, Shane McMahon's done some bad stuff. Probably worth a shout. Um, hmm. I mean, if we structure it as most disappointing year, I think you'd fair to say could give it to Kevin Owens and stuff like that, but that's not his fault. So yeah, I'd give it to Bobby Lashley because he has made everyone he's tagged in with worse. I mean, he almost ruined Braun Strowman, who was getting like the biggest push in the history of pushes, apart from Roman Reigns and John Cena, and uh, he, al- he almost ruined that just by tag teaming. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Lashley, I mean, he, he's just, he's been in some horrendous feuds with some of my favourite characters, and now his gimmick is showing his ass off to people, which is, you, you know, not good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to agree, yeah. Could easily be Baron Corbin. For, for me, yeah, Jinder Mahal is, is awful, but he's been sidelined a lot because he was so bad last year. So, yeah, for me this year, it's between Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley, and Corbin has been awful. But Bobby Lashley is not just a, a vacuum, but he's also negatively impacted on absolutely everyone who's been associated with him. So, yeah, got to be Bobby Lashley. Uh, just been so so bad um let's finish it off then guy um all the last for you the, the best overall between wwe and nxt who would you say then has been your your best male performer johnny gargano okay uh yep best female between the two becky lynch not close yep i'll go with that one uh best tag team between the two Ooh, uh, undisputed era Yep, and I'll go with that one as well. And best show between the whole lot? Uh, I'll go um, New Orleans again. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. We've got a clean sweep between us. So Uh there you go, folks. That is your best of and worst of 2018. Um, Whether or not you agreed or disagreed, feel free to contact us on Twitter at PW underscore index is our Twitter handle. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, tell us what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. Uh, we can take it. We can take the abuse. We lap it up like tears. Uh, but that is it for uh, this edition of the Pro Wrestling Index. And that is it for 2018 for the show as well. So we will wish you all the very best for 2019. We will be back in the new year as we begin to look ahead to the Royal Rumble. So we'll be having some nostalgia. We'll build up to the NXT TakeOver show and uh, obviously we'll build up to the Royal Rumble itself as well. So plenty to come in 2019. But until then, from myself and Guy, it's thank you so much for listening, and bye-bye now.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.